All right. Welcome in to the Sports on Tap podcast. It's your boys. I'm Sammy. And with me, as always, my big bro. George, what's going on, Sam? George, from a virtual studio today in D.C., but we're going to start off, as always, before we chit-chat with our uh, usual starting, which is, is a little bit of a guessing game. Uh, each of us come with one player, one thing, one person, I don't know, whatever you may call it, and the other person has to guess it. So I'm going to let you rock and roll first, George. All right, Sammy, we're going with um, a Christmas movie today. So I thought I'd go non-sports. So you got five questions. Let's even guess the Christmas movie. I'm going to start off without a question because um, I, I think if anybody knows this podcast or knows us, we've definitely gone through a debate over is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to guess the first one because I don't consider it a Christmas movie knowing that you might put this one. Is it Home Alone? No. Not uh, that obvious. Come on, man. That would have been so easy for you. All right. Who's one of the main characters? Actors. That's what I mean. Actors. I, guess. I think Jim Carrey is in it. I think. Wow. I'll could be, be wrong. If Jim Carrey's ever done a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, I could be wrong about that. I'm gonna like while you talk about that. If, if for some reason he's not in it, uh, I will retract that and add you another question. Well, well, yeah, he well, is in it. He is okay. Okay. Um, I'm not going to be able to guess this one then. Um, I'm not really a Christmas movie. Like, I only watched a few of, I watch Elf and fucking, uh, and Four Christmases. That's the only two movies. I, I know. I, I have no guess. I literally, George, I, I'm actually, I have zero questions. I, I don't know if I, what is like, what's the letter that it starts with? H. Happy Christmas. No, you have two more, I guess, guesses still. Um, what's the plot? I mean, I think that would give it away too easily. That's fine. You have to. I asked the question. Um, in some count, some most places it would be considered a crime. In most places, it'd be considered a crime. Yeah, that's a good like hint. Is it really a Christmas movie? Yes, ish. Yeah, I'd say yes. It's like Ace Ventura or something. No, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's not really the. That's tough. Yeah, That's why I was like, he's, like, I know, I know. It was not just, really the main actor, but he is. Yeah, like he actually he, is. The reason I thought of that, we went to a uh, ice sculpture thing here in DC with um, our cousin and her daughter, her and her husband, and it was How the Grinch Stole Christmas themed. So <laughs> there, well. Fuck. God damn it, Grinch. All right. Uh, you know what, George? I'm going to be honest with the audience today. Because I came unprepared to the, today's podcast, I didn't have a guessing game. So that okay. one lasted long enough. And that was a good enough one that instead of me making one on the fly, let's just go with that one today. That was good. Okay. Felix good Hernandez. Way. Yeah. Good guess. Correct. All right. Yes. It's not our Seattle podcast, <laughs> but so actually wrong. Sorry. I was going to go with Zion Williamson, but. Uh, that was actually where I was going to go as my second one, too. It was, it was kind of useless. It was kind of yeah. useless. Well, thanks for tuning in today, guys, for real. Uh, we're going to do some NBA and NFL. What we're doing a little bit different is, uh, as always, we're going to have questions, but we're going to do a rapid fire with, like, five, I have four NFL questions, and then we're going to talk some NBA and then a non-sports topic at the end. Um, but today, George is joining us from D.C. With He's with some family, and he's uh, and going to a wedding. So 
that's why the audio is a little different today. You might notice, and if you're watching on video, you'll see he's not in a he's not in, the, in his usual spot. No, and not the usual. Like you sound probably a lot better than I do. Yeah, as you said that, you broke up a little bit. So that was that was very on point, my friend. That was very on point. <laughs> well, make sure you guys follow us everywhere at the Sports on Tap. Uh, all the support is means a lot to us. So check it out everywhere at the Sports on Tap on all social media. Um, you can find me. S-A-M-I on tap and George, the way you spell George on tap. And let's get into the first rapid fire, George. Okay. I'll be asking the questions today. Today I am conducting this podcast. So let's start with why does or why do whatever you'd like to say, why do the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow not get the love of all these other young quarterback and young teams? Man, it's a hell of a question because if you look at it, the NFL's done nothing but try to, you know, give credit to everyone other than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes gets a little less credit and Joe Burrow gets a little less credit. Justin Herbert is the second coming of Jesus Christ to most NFL critics. Josh Allen is Jesus Christ. And then all these guys in the AFC, none of them have beat Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes. The both of those guys have been to Super Bowls. And I can't put a finger on why. Why do people not want to give these guys credit? Especially Joe Burrow. He was just in the Super Bowl last year, and I think he's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes in his career. Maybe because the Bengals have been so historically bad that no one like can believe they're there. I can't think of anything else. You you forgot one person as well who you also unnecessarily crowned, which is Lamar Jackson as well. Lamar Jackson. As Lamar Jackson as well, yeah, absolutely. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Um, even if you go to the NFC, guys like Jalen Hurts, um, there's just a ton of guys like that that get crowned like, oh, got to win the MVP. Oh, like the the GOAT, like, oh, my God, unstoppable. And you have Patrick Mahomes who quietly goes to two Super Bowls at a young age, wins one, and everyone's kind of just like, ah, whatever. Like, it was fun while it lasted. And then Joe Burrow's going to the Super Bowl. Now they're on a four-game winning streak, um, and they're looking like one of those unstoppable teams this year again. And no one seems to care. People would re- literally rather talk about Justin Herbert almost beating Patrick Mahomes almost in a game rather than talking about the fact that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals have beat the Chiefs three times in a row, all in the year 2022. How interesting is that? They beat him last January. They beat him late last January in the playoffs in the AFC Championship and beat him in December this year. Um, and it's just like they're any old other team. It's like, they're just like the, the, I don't know. It's like, they're the five and five Arizona Cardinals to everybody. <laughs> right. No, no, you're absolutely right. I and mean, then it's the weirdest part of it all is if you want to just go look at Joe Burrow's like career in general, right. I mean, he's at LSU won a national championship. People were like debating, you know, should he be the number one pick goes number one and goes to a Super Bowl by year two. And people are still like, you know, I think I like Tua and Justin Herbert a little bit better than Joe. Like, it's you actually people- you missed a huge part of that too, which is his hometown school in Ohio State basically told him he's not good enough to play at Ohio State anymore, and he transferred to LSU and got his like last chance because Ohio State said he was not good enough, and then won in the national championship, yeah. and then went back in in his home state again in Ohio with the probably the two worst franchises in football were probably the Browns and the Bengals, and. Right took that team to a Super Bowl. So it's like, even to what you said, add more to it. If you go backwards, like the dude's just basically been told he's not good enough for a long time and then continues to, to 
be better than everybody else. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd say, though, I think if, like, if I want to answer why, it's the franchise. No yeah, one this the has ever taken the Bengals seriously. That's the only thing I can come up with. Okay, but I, I think that's the opposite of the reason. Because you look at, the re- why did Baker Mayfield get so much love when he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs? Because he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. So I don't understand what it is with the Bengals. And maybe maybe because it's just not, it's in Cincinnati. Cleveland's a way bigger city than Cincinnati too, I guess, like sports-wise at least. So who knows? It's really weird because this team, they're tied now with the, they've lo- they started four and four. Now they've won four straight. They're tied with the Ravens in the division. Lamar Jackson's hurt, and Joe Burrow might put the Bengals in a position again to be a team that's you know going to make a run to an AFC Championship or Super Bowl again. And this year, and I think you'll agree with this, in both divisions or both conferences, this year's open. I don't know who the Super Bowl favorite is. I have no idea. This year's wide open. Yeah, it's a very wide open year. Now, I'd say the NFC is much more wide open than the AFC because in the AFC, I kind of feel like – I feel like it's the Chiefs or Bengals that are going to go to the Super Bowl. But in the NFC, like the main contenders, the Eagles have never been to a Super Bowl. They never won a playoff game with this group of people. Then you got San Francisco, who just lost their quarterback. And then you have Tampa, who looks like a disaster leading their division. And then what's the other division? The NFC East, NFC South, NFC North, the Vikings. And it's the Vikings. No one ever trusts the Vikings. But they've been playing great. I think it's the same exact thing. You're missing the you're missing the the Dolphins on in the AFC and the Bills. All yeah. those teams, every single one has a chance to win or make it to a Super Bowl. That like yeah, all true. four or five. It's the same thing in the NFC West. Even if Tampa Bay or in the NFC, even if Tampa Bay sucks, Tom Brady's there. So guess what happens when Tom Brady's there? They have I'm a true. chance to yeah. win. So, and you have Seahawks, a team that's like at least coached with a veteran. And you have the Ravens in the AFC too. They're both just wide open. Like I, I, I would not be, you could have a Seahawks Ravens Super Bowl and you could also have like a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl and you can like whatever, any combination is, is possible. There's some years like last year. Didn't we kind of know, maybe not the Bengals, but on the other side, everyone was kind of like, yep, the Rams, this is the year. Like, yeah, a lot of people I, I thought like, the Rams, but there's always someone comes out of nowhere, right? I kind of feel like, um, except the year before his Chiefs and Buccaneers, everyone kind of thought that. Yeah. But I think last year, like the Bengals just came out of absolutely nowhere. And I feel like in general, you have teams coming out of nowhere every single year. The NFL's parody is unmatched. It's so fun to actually see the it's, NFL. It's because there's a lot of young quarterbacks that are all pretty good now, too. Yeah, A yeah, lot of young exactly. quarterbacks are good. Speaking of young quarterbacks, I'll transition because this is rapid fire supposedly, but this is perfect. That was perfect. Um, that was good. Baker's last chance. So Baker Mayfield obviously left Cleveland, ended up on the Panthers, got benched on the Panthers, and now Baker Mayfield has been picked up on the waiver wires by the Los Angeles Rams, who are missing Matt Stafford for the year. They have injuries to Wolford and Perkins, both their backups. So I will add this before I ask you the question. It is Thursday right now as we record this podcast, and he is possibly going to play today on Thursday Night Football. The Rams are still haven't decided from what I read. Uh, McVay said it's up in there. He's likely going to be active. Um, number one, do you want to see Baker Mayfield play today, or do you think that's setting him up for disaster? And number two, is this his last chance, like these last four or five games, to prove he can be a starter in the NFL? And these are both good questions, but here's the first thing I'm going to answer uh, is the one, are they setting him up for failure? I think he shouldn't be playing today. Like, yeah, honestly, not. this guy <laughs> is not like he's been lighting it up on fire. Like, if you want to set him up for a chance to reju- rejuvenate his career, 
do well. Maybe he needs a week or two weeks to like study the playbook, but to throw him on the fire on prime time where the pe- people are just waiting now. I think the tide has turned on Baker Mayfield. People used to like Baker Mayfield. Now no one likes him. So I think people are ready to pounce on him if he makes mistakes. Um, and this is also, I, I was thinking about this. Okay. If it works out, this is the best situation for him, right? Like the Rams, Sean McVay. But also jumping into this situation so fast sets him up for disaster because if he doesn't do well, he'll never get another chance. Now, if he waited, let's say, until after the season and signed with name random franchise, Detroit Lions, people are like, oh, he doesn't play well. They're like, it's the Lions. But if he doesn't play well for the Rams, everyone's jumping off his ship. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So first of all, let me just update. It says the Rams are going to go through pregame warmups tonight. John Wolford has a neck injury. Um, They're going to see how he's doing before deciding who starts at quarterback. If he's not healthy enough, Baker Mayfield will be in line to start. Uh, Number one. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty good way to set somebody up for failures playing after flying in on Tuesday for with, with no playbook. Um, But I feel like, if you're Baker, even though you know it's not your best situation to go in, you kind of got to just hope that Wolford can't go and you get a chance because I think the only thing left for Baker Mayfield is like an ability to just like maybe a shock factor, like come in for two, three games, shock a couple people like, oh, wow, he actually looks good to get a chance for next year because otherwise he's very likely to be a backup um, for the rest of his career and not really get a starting job unless it's for injury. But I will say, I did hear on, it was on it was on the Carton show, was what it is. It's a Fox Sports show. It's like the really early morning show now, like the 5 a.m., you know, those ones, like the East Coast times. Yeah. The guy was saying, I, saw, I actually saw it on TikTok from his page, technically. But I saw that he was saying, like, this is kind of a genius idea by the Rams if, if Baker's even okay, if he's average. It's a genius idea because... Matt Stafford, they kind of gave him that four-year contract as like a thank you for winning the Super Bowl type of thing. Because they gave him, I mean, we knew he was having elbow surgery, back problems, concussion problems. They gave him like a thank you contract for the Super Bowl. Um, And he's 35. I mean, like Matt Stafford's way older than a lot of people think. He's like closer to like Matt Ryan age. You know what I mean? No, totally. And if Baker's okay, like that's, and, and you can make him okay. You can, let's say, they like what they see in practice. They sign him as a backup next year. That's a pretty good backup to have with a Sean McVay type of coach. If you, if they, if they believe in them, um, he took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, So it's an okay backup to have behind Matt Stafford. If you believe in him. So it's kind of a win-win for the Rams. He either comes in and his plays like shit and they get a better draft pick or he comes in, he looks okay. And you're like, Hey Baker, look, you know, with Sean McVay in our offense, be the backup. Like, uh, Matt Stafford gets hurt a lot. Maybe, you know, if we can rejuvenize this project, that could be like a really cool thing for Baker in LA behind Matt Stafford for a year or two. You never know what happens. You've seen it with Jameis Winston, even though he's getting screwed this year. I wish Sean Payton was the coach, but Payton went, uh, Winston went behind Drew Brees and he looked like a much better quarterback after two years, um, after multiple chances. But that's another topic for another day because he's getting screwed over this year. But. Yeah, um, but just to like say something about that, like kind of like it and I kind of don't. Like it's so obvious that this is a, like when the Carton. No offense to Mr. Carton over there, 
it's so obvious. Of course, it's a win-win for the Rams. Like you get a try Baker Mayfield, who's a formal number one pick for four games while your season's over and you're not going to make the playoffs. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Baker's taking all the risk here. So why doesn't another, why didn't many teams place waiver wires on him? Because you just think health reasons, like they have the quarterback. Yeah, like why why have a backup? Yeah, there's zero zero risk for the Rams involved. Their season's over. Their their starters hurt and old. And Cooper Cup's hurt. Cooper Cup, it's a formula. It's a zero risk. There's no risk at all. If you're the Rams, of course you do it. I will say, George, the NFL now has us in line. Hear this. They have us in line for a Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield Christmas football game. That no, not just that. On fucking Nickelodeon. On Nickelodeon, yeah. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson on Nickelodeon. For oh Christmas. Is it Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? It's Christmas, one of the two. I think it's Christmas Day Nickelodeon, the fucking two biggest clown shows in the NFL going head to head on Nickel fucking Lodeon. I love it. Please, please watch your mouth. That's so rude to say about Baker Mayfield. There's no comparison to who's more of a clown show for considering Baker versus Russell Wilson. I will, I would rather live in a box on the streets homeless with Baker Mayfield than hang 100%. out with Russell Wilson. Oh, 100%. But they're different clowns for different reasons. Baker Mayfield would be one of the best hangs in football, probably. Okay, I can agree with that. Unless uh, he disagrees would, with you. Uh, there's no... There, everybody would like to hang out with Baker Mayfield. But I'm nobody would like to hang out with Russell Wilson. <laughs> true. But that's going to be a fun setup. And it's going to be fun because we're just going to literally... If we can watch Baker Mayfield beat Russell Wilson on Nickelodeon on Christmas Day to continue to help the Seahawks draft stock, you're going to become a Baker Mayfield fan for a day. (laughs) You're definitely rooting for Baker over Russ. I'm root over, like, Vladimir Putin over Russ. Hot take. Hot take. (laughs) I wish I had a soundboard. That would have been a hot take button right there. All right. Well, speaking of Russ, my my one question that's going to be was kind of a joke, but it's funny. More hated Wilson. Russell Wilson or Zach Wilson? More hated in the locker room. Like, because. Oh, in the locker room. Oh, man. Okay, <laughs> let's do it in real life. Because in real life, that's a way closer comparison. Because in the locker room, it's probably Zach Wilson because he got benched and it seemed like everybody hated him. Um, look, I think people rather hang out with Zach Wilson than Russell Wilson. But I don't think that'd be like, you know, that's re- literally like saying, hey, would you rather have a root canal or a knee surgery. Uh, that, that was a very odd comparison. I don't know. What could you compare to a root canal? I couldn't think of one. I don't know. You mean like, or just don't use an analogy. The Asking who, which one is like every, obviously Russell Wilson is probably at the bottom of the list of quarterbacks people would want to hang out with. As starting Zach Wilson is probably yeah. near the bottom of the, yeah, also, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there, it's like, but in their locker room, it's probably Zach Wilson. In real life, it's got to be Russ, more hated Wilson this year because oh, which more hated? Okay, it's got to be Russ, right? Yeah, I mean, at least at least Zach Wilson's like going around banging people's moms and stuff. And some players will find that funny. Mom, mom's friend, mom's, mom's friend. Sounds much better than banging people's moms. That would make him more hated in the locker room. True. His mom's friends, not not his teammates' moms and shit like that. Well, his mom's friend might have been a mother too. So we have no idea. I understand that, but the way you said it sounds like yeah, I know. Sounds like someone that your teammates would not like. You know, like you definitely is more hated at that point. Uh, 
It's definitely Zach. It's definitely Russell Wilson in real life. Uh, Zach Wilson in the locker room because Zach Wilson, obviously, like people were coming out fucking posting. Like receivers were posting pictures of them throwing footballs. Like I should be the starter. <laughs> like, like you, you are bad. But Russell Wilson's almost worse. Uh, I think Russell. I, I'm actually in, on re- real talk here. I'm actually as a obviously a lifelong Seattle Seahawks fan. It was really fun and funny to watch this Russell Wilson collapse in the. More than anything, it's fun to watch the Broncos suck because they gave us like their fucking future right. for <laughs> Russell Wilson. Uh, to me, I mean, maybe to me, it's both fun. Like, I love seeing the demise of Russell Wilson because he he really shit talked the Seahawks out the door, so karma kind of came back to bite him. I understand, but I'm saying yeah. for me, it's more fun to. I, I mean, if Russell Wilson sucked, but the Broncos were ten and zero, I would would not even be enjoying this. So for me, it's more the fact that the Broncos really suck. But at the end of the day, I am actually. I didn't think this would ever come out of my mouth. I'm starting to feel kind of bad for him because it's like you just see like, like I don't know. He just looks like walking off the field. They literally can't score a point. You can just see it on their faces. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, they yeah. can't even score a touchdown. I, I know. I, I Honestly, I, I would feel bad for a lot of people. Don't feel bad for Russ. But I did like his quote the other day, what they need to do for the offense. Did you see that one? No, what did he say? Uh, we need to score more touchdowns. Yeah, you mean you need to play, learn how to play football, <laughs> Russ. Learn how to play some football. All right. Here it is, George. My last rapid-fire NFL question um, is, there it is, is Tua overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Because this man, this man is one week the next coming of Jesus. And then the next week people are like, he sucks because they lose to the 49ers one game last year. He was going to get benched. Mike McDaniel comes in and they're like, he's the MVP. I, I think you can agree with this Tua this year has maybe had the most, I'm talking about like media critic, like ratings, the mm. most wild up and down of like, he plays one bad game. People are ready to like throw this guy in the garbage. He plays a good game. He's MVP. So is he overrated, underrated or properly rated? Okay, so I think it's a little bit. It's a good okay, question. I want to word this correctly because, first of all, he did win eight in a row last year as a starting quarterback. But I mean, still got hate for it. Still got hate for it. And then only won every single game this year as a starter except one game so far this season. I think the best way to look at it is. I got it. I got it really quick before you continue. I got to update that stat you just said. Yeah. He's won every game that he's started and finished without getting hurt. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Started and finished. Um, but the thing I want to say about him, I think that he's overrated as a talent. He's not that good. But he's very underrated as a coachable person. If you go see his reads and the way he runs an offense, the way he was asked at Alabama, now in Miami, he might be the most coachable player in the NFL. And that is an underrated trait, being able to be coached, being able to be listened, being able to study the playbook. He's getting by despite not having the best arm. So I think his like talent, when people are like, oh, it's so good. It's not the talent that's getting him there. It's coachability, smarts, and being a good leader, being able to talk to people, being able to get instructions. And that's an underrated trait. You know who that reminds me of? Who? Pre-contract, take a guess. Pre-contract Russell Wilson. Yes, pre-contract yeah. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and even college Tua and college Russell Wilson remind me of each other. I agree like, completely. Even 
I mean, like not to not to put race into it. I don't know if they're different races, I think, but they both just have the same like color skin. They kind of have the same hair. They kind of look the same, right? They're like six foot or five eleven, like light skin, little undersized. Yeah, like, and they kind of just look the same. I don't know why. And they both, I feel like they're both really coachable, right? Like, no matter figure out the situation. That was pre-contract Russell Wilson, not as much anymore, but right. it kind of remind me of each other. And Tua, I think you're right. Like. The dude's been through coaches now already, right? Like, I think he's been, this is his third coach. Third yeah. coach, yeah. Yeah, he right. went through Flores, whoever else, and this guy. No, yeah. two coaches. Was Flores fired at the end of last year? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, end of the season, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. are you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, but still, I mean, he had a defensive coach and an offensive coach. You said won eight games. This year hasn't lost a game that he started and finished. Um, except for the last one. Except for the last one, yes. Yeah. That was the first game that he... Yeah, first game that he started <laughs> yeah. and finished, and they lost. Uh, and but I feel like he gets too much hate. First of all, the first loss that he's had, like first bad loss they've had, was this year, and he wasn't even that bad. He threw two picks, but you got to remember the San Francisco 49ers, for example, made Geno Smith this year, who Geno Smith's been like an MVP candidate, made him look like shit as well. That right. defense is ridiculous, right? Like we're talking about the best defense in the NFL, likely, and. That's where why why I come up with this question because Tua I feel like just gets like a little bit of like one week it's like MVP they've won five in a row look at that game with Tyreek Hill he's done this and blah 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 and then like the next week it's like I don't know man I don't know if he's the contract guy because he lost to the 49ers and I've heard like and maybe that's a, my mistake by like reading Twitter too much or watching too much ESPN but these are real conversations being had you know like every week so it's like I just think it's crazy because. Like you said, he. I think that was the perfect answer. The guy's so coachable. Like the guy goes, comes in, the fucking fourth quarter of uh, national championship games, and does exactly what the coach says and wins. And then does the same thing every single year in the NFL and just continues to win. So yeah, that's what I, I, how I feel. Just that, exactly what you say. It just does what it takes. It does what it takes, and I think he should be paid. I don't think he should be. I think they should be careful how they pay him. You know, like we've seen problems where you pay guys like Kyler Murray two hundred million dollars, but. He should get a good contract, and I could see him being a good part of this future. Truthfully, yeah, especially absolutely. with a coach like McDaniels. All right. All right, George. To the NBA. So God bless football. We'll be doing some more football talk every single week. We got some exciting times coming up. But we'll do some NBA because we're getting to that point in the season where we're like 20 games in, like a quarter of the way, 20-something in. And uh, it's time to talk some football. Now, you brought up a very yeah, interesting... Some some basketball. Sorry, we brought up you brought up an interesting stat yesterday on Reddit, and I didn't know if it was important or not, which we're going to get into. But now I do believe it's important. Giannis and Tenenunkumpo has more points in the last. I think it was the last ten games. Uh, I think it was eight. I'm pulling it up eight. right now. Okay, yeah. eight or ten. I'll ask the question now. In the last eight or ten games, Giannis and Tenenunkumpo had more points than minutes. And it brings you to the question. Is Giannis right now the undisputed best player in the NBA, or at least I'll put an or the most unstoppable player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, before you get to that. So yeah, it was eight games. Um, I'm just going to read these out loud. Just so how crazy 35 points, 33 minutes, 34 points, 33 minutes, four points, 35, minutes, 37 points, 36, 30. I'm going to have to stop you, my friend. Uh, yeah. Cause the, it, it, you're, the way when you're talking too fast, it's breaking up a lot. And I didn't, oh, I, I, all I'm hearing is it's like a, it's like a techno song. 
Uh, well, okay, then uh, I'll, bring it, I'll bring it up on Reddit. Just give your thoughts here. Okay, it's not on Reddit. It is on um, on Twitter. I'm sending it over to you right now if you want to take a look at it. The points are not that important. It's over 30-something a game, and it's under 40 minutes a game. So it's pretty, pretty uh, remarkable. Yeah. And I uh, think I, I'm going to stop you for a second. I'll read these yeah. and just maybe let your internet get a little better for a second. Okay. If, I, if I stop you, please do not be offended. It's just because I'm trying to save the audio. No uh, the tweet Georgia sent me uh, is that Giannis has more points than minutes in his last eight games. So the first number I'm going to say is points. The second number is minutes. He went 35, 33, 34, 33, 40, 35, 37, with 36 minutes and 37 seconds. So he beat it. Uh, 30 points, 29 minutes, 38, 31, 36, 34, and 37, 35. Uh, Matt, yeah, I saw the first responses. Imagine if he's playing like 38 to 40 minutes like the rest of like NBA stars when they're not blowing teams out. The dude might have been putting up over the last eight games like 47 points per game. <laughs> yeah, he almost, is my, my audio much better now or no? It's getting better. Just go for it. I'll, I'll cut you off if it needs to be cut off. Okay. Um, he's the most dominant player since Shaq. Like, as far as, like, get a bucket, can't be stopped, not relying on jumpers. Is he the best player in the NBA right now? I say without a doubt. Right now, today, he's the best player in the NBA. But that could change, right? I think the playoffs can change a lot of things. Last year, we all thought he was the best player. Then Steph Curry had a huge playoff run and ended up having the best Play, I would say the best player of a year award, which should be an award in the NBA. It shouldn't just be MVP. After the playoffs, they should do the who was the best player in the NBA award this season, actually. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, so I think he is the best player. Yeah, he is. Um, he's exactly, as Zion came to the NBA three years ago, he's exactly what I thought Zion was going to be. And now it's Giannis who's doing it. And it took Giannis, obviously, eight, nine years to develop that because he was skinny. He wasn't Zion's size when he came into this league. But, like, this is exactly what I was imagining from Zion, right? Like, the next type of Shaq. Like, oh, you literally can't stop this guy, right? And I didn't expect that with Giannis a few years back because he was so skinny. Um, True. And he was, like, Kevin Durant size. But he became a fucking beast, like, on in the gym, in the in the weight room, whatever it is, now he's like a LeBron James mixed with the Kevin Durant's like lankiness, mixed with the Shaq dominance in the post, um, and it's becoming unbelievable. I do agree with you. He must be the most dominant player since Shaq. Like I couldn't imagine putting anybody else on that list other than LeBron, but in a way different way. So like different different way. Yeah, exactly. Too. I said that. I said in a way different way. So like definitely the most dominant player since Shaq. Um, and it's extremely impressive what he's doing. I mean, we saw it in the NBA Finals against the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns had the Bucks up down 2-0, right? Playing great basketball. The only reason the Bucks won, and I'm not going to say it's because they're the better team. I'm not going to say they got outcoached. I'm not going to say they got they outcoached the Suns. I'm not going to say any of that. The only singular reason they beat the Suns after being down 2-0 was Giannis became unstoppable by unstoppable. I literally mean unstoppable. Like no matter what you did on defense, no matter what scheme you put, it wasn't about Devin Booker, or Chris Paul, not playing good enough. It wasn't about Middleton or drew holiday. It was about Giannis literally doing what you said, being like Shaq was for a few years in the NBA and saying like, I'm going to score 47 points with 17 rebounds. Like, and there's nothing you can do about it. And 
there was literally nothing they could do about it. And he's become the best player in the NBA. And I, I think it's by a landslide right now. Yeah, I would agree that. I don't think uh, dominance. I don't think there's any way you can argue that. Yeah, there, there is no. I, I, all I heard is you can't argue that. So I'm gonna go with you can't. Works argue. <laughs> it works. I think those are the the main words. Um, that was the like, main point. Yeah, that was the main point. That's good. And and he, he's been extremely dominant, man. Like I, I don't. I, this is this goes to that point you were saying, like worth. MVP awards and different things need to be different because like this dude, once you watch him for a full season, you go through like a playoff, the dude would probably be the MVP every single year. Um, and speaking of awards, just really quick, I have to mention, did you see the new award in the NBA? The regular season uh, best record trophy? Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. James Harden somewhere is just like, man, why didn't he have this when I was on the Rockets? He would have 17 best regular season awards. Like, I, I like, there's no way, there's no way a team's going to go up on a podium or like go up fucking even open that box on the way to the playoffs. Like Boston Celtics best record of the year award. Like, okay. We've seen how that works. The golden state warriors trying to go 73 and nine just to lose to the Cavs. Like you just make the playoffs. You throw a parade if you have the best record. Oh yeah, definitely. If you're the Kings, Maybe okay, oh, some teams would appreciate it, I guess. I guess, but like if you're like the Celtics, you're like, I really could give two shits. <laughs> All right, well, we spoke about Zion George, our last topic here before we talk about something that has to do with uh, outside of sports. Are the Pelicans real contenders as of today? They are first in the Western Conference, um, which well, they could get a trophy, they could get a trophy. <laughs> no, because the Celtics have a way better record. Oh, yeah, that's right, they're 21 and five. Sorry, so. No, they cannot have the trophy, George. Come Damn on. It. This is not per conference for the whole NBA. Are the Pelicans real contenders? They're first in the West, and uh, it just seems shocking they're first in the West because but this is exactly what we wanted to see when they traded for McCollum and had Ingram and had Zion waiting in the wings. So what do you, what do you think? I mean, it's really weird to talk about these first-place teams that are really young and say, like, no, they're not contenders because I don't think they are, but at the same time, it's like they are first in the West. Right. Like that tells you something. It absolutely tells you something. Before I say, are they real contenders or not? Zion Williamson is just not a terrible. I, I saved his last five game stats. He's had 29 and 10, 25 and 6, 30 and 15, 33 and 10, and 23 and 8 in his last five games. Uh, he has Jesus. turned the corner if he will stay healthy. And that's a big if with Zion Williamson. If, 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 if he stays know, healthy. Fucked. <laughs> um, like, come on please dude just like don't get hurt stay healthy. don't get hurt I think they're not real contenders this season I would be shocked if we saw the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Boston Celtics in the NBA playoffs I think this whole thing everyone wants to make everyone a contender before they even go through the ringer one time Like you, you, we've seen it We how many times do we have to watch an NBA history the Thunder they'd, have, they'd lose to the Lakers and go back to the playoffs and go through it and then they make the finals the Warriors, same thing. The Celtics finally made the finals last year after going through Game 7s in the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times. For like eight years. For eight <laughs> years, no one makes it on their first try. Yeah. Let's not even talk about it. They're great. They're going to become contenders in the next two, three seasons, but they're going to go through the tough times this year. I will add to that even. I mean, uh, you look at the um, 
Phoenix Suns, right? Devin Booker's a young star in the NBA. They were the best record in the NBA, lost in the finals. They would get the best record in the NBA again, right? And then they get blown out in the games. They, the, if the Phoenix Suns are, I don't know if they're ever going to win a championship with Devin Booker, but if they do, they've been through the like steps. Giannis right. had to go through the steps before winning that finals. Um, Luca's going to have to go through the steps, like he, which he did last year. He lost in the Western Conference Finals. Maybe Luca takes another leap and goes to a finals. Every single team goes through it. Um, and the, the Pelican, like Zion's never even stepped foot on a playoff basketball court. They're going to lose. Zion's played more than 50 games in a season. You think he's going to yeah. go through the playoffs? They're going to lose in the first or second round this year, just like the Nuggets, the Jokic. Jokic is a back to back two time MVP. They're going to lose in the second or third round in the Western Conference Finals. And then maybe the next year, propel to take that next step. Um, but you have to see him healthy. And I, I'm going to bring up a second topic, George, as we talk about it, because you mentioned healthy and dominance. Um, and it, it is a serious concern. One player who's won an NBA championship named Anthony Davis was is, is somebody that I would... I'm not. They play very different games, Zion and Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis, when he's healthy, he's kind of got that Giannis and Zion unstoppable method. Right. Um, Anthony Davis went what five, six, seven straight games for the Lakers on their winning streak here with like forty-five and eighteen and fifty-two and and twenty-one, and you're like, oh my god, the guy's unstoppable. But then, of course, as always, this time he's sick, but he also landed weird on his back, and now he's out two games in a row, and it's the same cycle and. You know, even no matter how good these players are, how dominant the guys like Zion or Giannis or Anthony Davis, if a health injury continues, you're not going to win. Like, and that's the problem. You're not going to be a contender and you're not going to win. Like, you're not going to. The only season in the history of Anthony Davis's career that he stayed healthy the entire season was the year he won a championship. That's it. One time and one time yeah. only. So, um, yeah, it's a good comparison, actually, between those two because, I mean, they're, I guess the easy part, they're both on the Pelicans at one point. They got traded for each other, basically. <laughs> they're both number one overall picks. Um, they basically swapped, like, spots. they swapped Zion for Anthony, or Anthony Davis for Zion. Yeah, so in general, um, yeah, they're a good comparison, but I don't know. I guess let's just go back to the Pelicans for half a second. Do you think this is the right core, like Brandon Ingram, Zion, McCollum? I mean, they're oh. a deep team. You don't think so? You don't think this is the right core to, like, build to, to try to, to, what? to be the to be the nuggets they have the right core to be the denver nuggets which is like western no, conference I, champs well no i think my is can like zion become a top two three player in the nba i mean when he was drafted that was kind of the hope for zion right like to become a top th- two three four player if not the best player in the nba if he does that does he have the right is the core around him good enough if he no. is <laughs> no okay uh, I, no way it's not even close i mean this is exactly the problem that the mavs are having the mavs core is so far off um now the pelicans one's better than the mavericks one but like the nuggets are a prime example brandon ingram to me is probably the most overrated like all-star in the nba um he's a really good player but he's not He's the Jamal Murray to Jokic, right? Like, you don't sure. win championships with that roster. Now, the CJ McCollum pickup I thought was fucking huge, and it's obviously paid dividends at the end of last year and, and this year, and they're a good basketball team. But they remind me of that Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic team because you're saying, oh, well, Zion's came in to be the second or third best player in the NBA. 
well, I'll give you this. Jokic was the best player in the NBA for two years in a row, the right. MVP back to back. But having that okay star next to him is just not enough in this we league. You didn't have a star though, because Jamal Murray was out all of last year. Michael Porter was out for the playoffs. I understand. So he never really got to play but, with the, the full squad. I understand, but Zion's also not going to play a full season himself. So he's like, <laughs> like that. That's also part of like the core not being right. I don't think they have the right pieces when Zion's out for 15, 20 games anyways, to even get the right seating right now in, I, cause I don't think they're going to end up first personally. Like I do, they're not oh, going to, no, I, I do think not gonna, think so yeah. either. No, no, no. Zion's going to miss some games unless here. Okay. I'll take back what I said. If Zion goes this entire season, healthy, doesn't miss games, whatever. And you obviously he's going to miss a few here and there, but if he goes this entire season healthy and they stay in that, you know, first, second, third range with home court advantage in the playoffs, I might change my mind that this is the right core. They might get to a Western Conference Finals and, and be a little different. I just, maybe the reason I don't think the core is good enough is an unfair answer because I just think that Zion's not going to stay healthy, which has nothing to do with the core. But maybe it's just a subconscious, you know, like I just don't, I, until I see it, it's hard to believe. All right. No, fair enough. I mean, I guess if you don't see something, you can't believe it. I can't blame you. <laughs> I do see Zion as a guy who wins an NBA championship. Like, don't get me wrong. He should, right? Like, the, the talent's there, but first he has to I stay healthy. So and yeah, there's like and- five, six guys right now in the NBA drawers that I could like mark down as like, we need to see Luka win one in his career, for sure. We need to see Jokic win one, for sure. He's a back-to-back yeah. MVP. Um, I don't think Jokic ever wins one. I think he ends up like Steve Nash. That's possible. And unfortunately, Luka unfortunately. Might be in the same spot if they don't set him up. I mean, fuck. Mark Cuban barely set up Dirk for the right championship, and it sure. took LeBron James, you know, choking. So it's hard, man. Winning championships is fucking hard. That's the problem. Exactly. Only a handful of guys do it. Well, it's been a fun NBA season so far. So we'll get we'll we'll do some more NBA here soon, guys. And uh last but not least. Do you have anything else on the NBA or should I get to our final question? Let's get to our final, final question. The million okay. dollar question. The million dollar question is non-sports related, so please enjoy. But what is, well, I'm going to frame this for you, George. George is in D.C. where it's pretty fucking cold probably. Uh, I'm here in Phoenix right now where it's 62 and sunny, I believe. Let's, let's see. Let's see. It's 61 and sunny. Okay. And brought us to the question, what is truly the ideal holiday weather? Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, all of that. Yeah. So right now in DC is actually a lot warmer than expected. Fifty-five and cloudy. Not no rain, no snow. Um, and my ideal weather, man. First of all, look, I think you got to get extreme. Like I don't want my Christmas or holidays to be forty-one and rainy. Give me snow. Yeah. Give me that white powder. Make it look Christmassy. Or let me be in a t-shirt. I don't want to be in just like a little rain jacket, Seattle style with an umbrella. I want a little bit of extreme. If I'm not going to get the snow and get the nice Christmas snow we put on the fire pit place, give me hot weather. And don't give me anything between. That's just me personally. Okay, well, I think you missed the mark by a little bit because you don't want hot weather. Like you're not trying to be in 95 degrees. No, I'd rather not be in 95 degrees. I'm just saying if, like, I just don't want to be in that middle. I just don't want to be in nowhere land. That's all. Okay, but you said hot. So, like, I'm, 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 I was trying to just clarify here. 
I'm in Phoenix. This is the ideal winter weather for me, which is like 60 degrees and sunny during the day. I can go to the gym. I can go for a walk. There's some sunshine. I'm not shoveling snow. But at night, it drops to sometimes the 30s. Next week, it's going to be 35. Almost snow weather, but it's not snowing. So there's no extremisms. It is warm-ish during the day, somewhere between 60 and 65 degrees. Some days, 55 and 65 degrees. I can still go for a bike ride if I want. I can still go you know, sit outside and drink a cup of coffee at the coffee shop. But at night, when you go look at Christmas lights, it's in the 30s and 40s. You have to wear a beanie and wear a jacket. I think that is the ideal Christmas weather. And if I'm not going to get that, I agree with you. If I'm not going to get that, give me like five degrees in snow. I don't want 42 degrees in rain. Right. I want that's, like, like that's the worst Christmas yeah. weather. And I don't want too hot. You know, if anybody listens to this podcast, they might know I hate the city of Houston, Texas, where my girlfriend lives. And like today in Houston, Texas, it's 82 degrees with 75% humidity. Feels like 91. That's a little fucking hot for December. I'd rather have eight degrees in snow. I'd rather have eight degrees of snow for December. For December. Like, as long as, like, it's, like you said, I either... We're talking need... holiday weather. So, yeah, I know. Uh, I'd rather have eight degrees in snow. Yeah, and I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Just for not being this normal. I don't care about it. Just don't put me in my I hope I hope the audience could hear you because I I couldn't, but I heard no man's land's all I got. Yeah. Don't want to be there. No man's land. Don't want to be there. All right, fair enough. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Your your uh your noises are getting a little weird right now, so we'll give we'll give your Wi-Fi a break. Much love. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Sports on Tap podcast. Um happy Thursday. Hopefully Baker Mayfield plays today, George. It'd be kind of funny. It will be. We'll be back soon. Follow us everywhere at the Sports on Tap. That's at the Sports on Tap. Every single platform, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. If you like this podcast and you want to watch it on video, it's always on our YouTube channel too. YouTube.com slash the Sports on Tap. Um, and if you like Seattle sports, specifically, me and George do a Seattle sports podcast. Um, it's called the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. So this is the Sports on Tap podcast. We have Sports on Tap Seattle. Look them up, all platforms. Any support means the world. And uh, George, hopefully we can hear you, but you know what we like to say, right? Thanks for stopping by. Okay, I think they heard it. I think they heard it. Thanks for stopping by. Much love, and uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. (laughs) 